Good day fellow investors, I started to go through my list of Russian stocks and what I'm finding is really crazy. I either found value investing paradise or I have opened Pandora's box because it's really crazy dividends, double digit dividends, P ratios of four or five. And I just want to go through several Russian stocks just to show you, okay, this is Russia. Let's see whether we can invest in it or not. We know the political risks, also something to talk about. But in this video, I just want to show you what's going on in Russia and the surroundings. So let's just start. I'll just talk about a few companies and then you'll see what's going on. First, let me start with the ETF. The ETF is highly weighted on market capitalization. As always, Lukoil and Gazprom make 32.5% of it, but they, those are not really Russia. They are depending on oil prices. And I don't see why should I pay a 0.6 management fee just to own 32% of Lukoil or Gazprom in an ETF. So that's always crazy with uh, ETFs. Nevertheless, let's look at the real Russia and what's traded on the London Stock Exchange. Bank of Georgia, price to earnings 4, dividend yield 11. Uh, the Georgian economy is growing very fast, so a stock to, I don't know, just there is so much of it, you don't know where to start. Kadogan Petroleum, a Ukrainian oil company, it has 16 million in market capitalization, 41 million in cash. So three times more cash and no liabilities. Okay, they plan to increase production, but you never know what will happen to that. But just, these are the first two stocks on my list and that's something really crazy. Evras, uh, steel mining and vanadium business at 70% yield. It's the second largest global vanadium producer and the leading global producers of coking coal. The owner is a certain Roman Abramovich. So if you, are a Chelsea fan, you might want to buy this. Look at this. Okay, forward PE is a little bit lower. They have been paying dividends over time. The last one was really big buybacks, but and lowering net debt. So, okay, if you want to invest with Abramovich, you can. And if you are a vanadium bull in three years, there will be probably a suffisit. So be aware of that before investing in junior miners, but they are taking advantage of that as they are the second largest producer. Fair Expo, a small Ukrainian iron mining company producing pellets with a competitive cost base, lower dividend, but still very low price to earnings. Actually, the cash flow is always positive there, which is interesting. Another Ukrainian oil producer not doing that great. So, okay, something is not doing that great, thankfully. Then we have Kaz Minerals is a long stock. Kaz Minerals is a Kazakhstani pure copper play and a very long-term one as it recently acquired the Baimskaya project in Russia. If the following happens, which is a supply gap with copper, then this stock will do very, very well. However, I think my valuation when I analyzed copper stocks was 50% uh, below the current pricer, prices. Then we have Kazira Global. Okay, Tantalite, 3 million, 5 million market cap, Tantalite uh, miner in Africa. Just interesting what you find when you do this kind of research. Petro Pavlovsk, this is something, uh, something went wrong with this stock, probably worked well while 
gold prices were much higher. They are still producing 400 ounces per year. They expect to produce 500 from 2019. They have been investing. So it's interesting to see. And all of these stocks, a lot of them are to be really digged deep into to see, okay, what are the risks and what are the rewards? They even owned 31% of an iron company listed in Hong Kong that is about to go bust, I think. Then on developers, it's really interesting here. Let's go into low price earnings ratios of two price to book of 0.24, really small market capitalization, but it is a leveraged developer and mall owner in Moscow with debt mostly in rubbles. Uh, Polymetal, a higher cost Russian miner just on my list, then Akron, a constantly profitable fertilizer company, Again, cash flows are always there, always positive. So very interesting to see. Avangardco, Ukrainian egg producer. This is not profitable. They are restructuring their debt. So probably going bust, but very interesting businesses. Then Etalon Group, another developer, this time also focused on St. Petersburg, but but also in Moscow, forward dividend yield 11%. They say they maintain a strong balance sheet. And again, uh, total debt is in rubbles. Other stocks, federal grid, 10% dividend yield, P ratio of two. Uh, We have Gazprom. Just look at the natural resources there. Uh, They are what higher, 50% higher than all the big players in the industry. So it's really crazy what Russia offers. I'll stop here because I can just go on. And as I go down my list, I constantly find new and new things. But there are several things when it comes to investing in Russia. Is it value? Is it great businesses? What is the risk, political risk? Will somebody trick me? Uh, What will happen in the future? What are the catalysts that will unlock if there is something value? And all those things have to be put into perspective. I'll first continue to look at my list. And if I find great businesses, then I'll look into the great businesses, look at the risk reward, look at the exposure, look at what's going on where. And then at the end of the Russian, uh, saga or research at the end of the Dostoevsky Roman, which have been so boring, but that's what investing is when I read them in high school. At the end, we might maybe invest something in Russia. I can make no guarantees, but there is a reason why the market is so cheap. We have to see what is the reason, whether it is rational or irrational. And I'm looking forward to your comments on this topic. And whether you are invested in Russia, whether you think you should invest in Russia or not. This is just preliminary research. The deep, the deep part of the research comes next.